0: Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Science, Solutions, and Sprinkles with Sarah Jane. Today, I wanted to start the conversation about depression, and this is just going to be part one in a whole bunch of talks on depression, because I think that we live in a society where depression and anxiety are very stigmatized, and we have a very misunderstood idea of what causes Uh, Depression, we think of it really as biological and I really don't think that it is solely biological. So um, the book that I'm reading right now is called Lost Connections and it's by Johan Hari and I'd really recommend picking it up if you want to dive more deeply into looking at depression and anxiety differently. So he suggests it's not a problem with your brain. It's a problem with your life. And today I just want to talk about some of the causes he suggests for the causes of depression and anxiety. And really depression and anxiety are not separate of each other. They are the same thing. So you may have anxiety and depression at the same time. And it may be a roller coaster of emotions. But I want to look at some of the causes, the social causes, psychological causes, and yes, there's still some biological causes. The first one he addresses in the book is lack of control. So they looked at studies done of workers, and these workers may have different levels of autonomy at work. Some of them may have more repetitive jobs. Basically, they found that the lack of control, so the more control that people had over day-to-day decision-making and what they needed to do, the less likely they were to be depressed. So the more they felt that the person was in control or the person felt that they were in control, the better off they were. So if you have a very repetitive job or... The example he gives is a guy, I think his name is Joe, and he goes to work every day and he mixes paint and he goes home and he basically develops a drug addiction because all he's doing is this repetitive work. He shakes, he puts the drop of color in, shakes the paint, puts the drop of color in, shakes the paint and just waits for the next customer. Really not fulfilling work. And his form of depression really is that increasing drug intake in order to cope with, to Become dead inside. Um, So that's an interesting thing. Lack of control. So the more you can be in control of your life or your day to day decision making, the better off you're going to be. The next thing, as far as causes of depression, uh, is loneliness. And this was a really interesting one to me because it really comes down to evolution. And if we think about back in the day when we were hunters and gatherers, if you were lonely, if you were by yourself, you were not going to survive. You needed the whole tribe. You needed the whole group in order to survive. So, our body actually reacts by increasing cortisol when we feel lonely. Um, even within an acute feeling of feeling lonely, your body increases cortisol, your heart rate increases. It's telling you to get back to the group. Um, you need that care, you know, if you're sick, you need that, that, that community, that help. You guys hunt together, all of those things. So, Loneliness really is an aversive state that encourage us, encourages us to get back to the group. And the study that I thought was interesting that he talked about was micro awakenings. So when you are sleeping in a group or you're sleeping with your spouse or or your partner and you have deeper sleep, at least that's the case for me, It's when you have a better sense of community, you have less micro-awakening. So those moments where you wake up kind of in the middle of the night that you may not fully wake up, but your body's waking up. You're getting out of your sleep cycle. And people who are lonely have more of these micro-awakenings. People with better community have less of these micro-awakenings. And that's, again, I see that in my personal life. When I sleep by my spouse, I have a lot better sleep than when I try to sleep alone. So we've talked about lack of control, loneliness. The next one is a disconnection from meaningful values. So we have intrinsic and extrinsic motivations. And if we don't have a internal value system that that helps to guide us, that can be depressing for us. So they actually find that materialism causes anxiety and depression. And we are hit with advertising 24-7. You listen to turn on your car radio, you get advertising. Just driving to work, you see billboards. You go to Facebook, you see advertising. So we're constantly inundated with advertising. And this can cause a disconnection from meaningful values. So really looking at your values and seeing if you're making your day-to-day decisions based on your values and your goals can really help to get you away from depression. Another one that he discusses is childhood trauma, and he really discussed a special link to obesity, where they were looking at these people who were morbidly obese and finding that there was some sort of trauma, especially in women, when they were younger, that caused them to become fat because maybe they're trying to protect themselves, right? If I'm not attractive, then I won't be a victim, I won't be a target, um... And that's another interesting thing. And for men, too, maybe they're they're obese for a reason. Maybe they're a security guard, and if they're obese, it's a lot harder to get beat up. Or they're more threatening if they're the size of a fridge. So childhood trauma um, can be a big cause of depression um, if you're not dealing with it. So um, deal with those things. Go to a psychotherapy. Um, I've read a lot of other books recently about the brain and neurology, and there are things that people can help walk you through. Trained professionals can help walk you through to deal with things like that. Um, another cause of depression, anxiety, status, and respect. So if you feel undervalued, um, you may have some problems as well. That one wasn't as interesting to me. Um, I, don't, I don't know why, but status and respect is another one. Uh, The next one disconnection from the natural world and I see this a lot I think people are not connected to where their food comes from people are not connected to Nature, you know, I've got friends who say they never go camping or they don't like to get outdoors or I live in freaking Idaho There's so much wonderful outdoors I try to get outdoors with my daughter every single day and we live in the mountains for that reason Uh, so disconnection from the natural world Getting your hands in the dirt, maybe gardening—all of those things can help to cure, to get rid of depression and anxiety. Um, so staying connected to nature, going for a hike on the weekends, whatever it is—not um, just looking at a screensaver. That's nature, right? That's that seems to be the, the presence of our emerging communities. Uh, the most nature we see is the, the you know new screen that changes on my Windows. Next one, disconnection from a hopeful or secure future. So if you have insecurity in your life, if you don't know what's next, that can cause depression and anxiety. Man, if you don't feel like you have control, this goes again, control over what happens next in your life, that can be very stressful for you. So a lot of those that I just mentioned are all social and psychological. Um, The last one he suggests is the biological. So your genetics and your brain changes. Again, with genetics, I always like to mention your genes can be turned on and off. Uh, Vitamin D status is a huge thing with that, and that's probably a whole nother podcast. But genes and brain changes, so these are where the drugs may actually help. Um, And all of these other things, um, the drugs that they assign or give people for major depressive things may not be as effective as we once think they are. Uh, In the book, Lost Connections, Johan talks a lot about um, drugs and their ineffectiveness and basically the placebo effect for a lot of them. He also gives some light onto drug trials, which again is probably a whole other podcast. But if you look into the um, DSM Um, Diagnostic manual that psychologists use or psychotherapists use or doctors use in order to diagnose psychiatric or psychological diseases. When you look at depression or a major depressive episode, there's a grief exemption. So if you have somebody close to you die or you have a major traumatic event in your life, it's okay to feel bad. Um, And that's another thing that we tend to automatically go to drugs to try to cure something, you know, maybe it's been two weeks since you had a miscarriage and you go to the doctor because you're depressed, Um, looking at the things that you can control, um, the social and psychological things can really help before the drugs. The drugs are a lot placebo. Um, yes, there are some cases where people absolutely need it, but looking at these other things before um, and looking at depression a little differently, I think can be very helpful. As far as genes and brain changes, I really think that there are nutritional deficiencies. Uh, we see that societies that eat more fish have lower rates of depression. So there's a lot going on there. I'm just going to run down real quick the things that I've talked about. Um, because I love to recap. So the, I think there's nine things. So there's lack of control. There's loneliness, a disconnection from meaningful values, childhood trauma, status and respect, disconnection from the natural world, disconnection from a hopeful or secure future. And then there's genes and brain changes. So I lied, that's actually eight. I think his book actually talks about nine. I could be wrong. But if you want more information, read the book Lost Connections by Johan Hari. It's on Audible. Um, He goes really into depth into all these things I've talked about. But if you want to look at depression differently, read this book. Again, this is episode 17, depression, part one of science solutions and sprinkles with Sarah Jane. If you want more information on how to connect with me on social media, go to sprinkles.com. That's S S sprinkles. So sprinkles with three S's, SS sprinkles.com. And you'll find all my social media links. The blog has more information on the topics that I cover on the podcast. And thanks for listening.